Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. Come on, somebody, get happy in this place today. In person, online, God is good. And all the time. It's a beautiful day, but this house is full. There's maybe the full house is online, or at least full people in their houses, maybe with the breakfast. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. It is good. It is Sunday, Sunday. I love Sunday. Amen. Can I just say, I love Sunday? Because you know why? Because you check your attitudes in the car before you walk up to church on Sunday. Y'all come smiling. I love it. I love it. I love it. We're happy you're here in person. We're happy that you are with us online. And aren't you, excuse me while I have a sip of coffee. That might have fed a family right there, right there. It's so cool here at Thrive. God has blessed us with partners where we are able to spend money doing something nice for you, but it also does something nice for people we will never meet until we get to heaven. How beautiful is that? Give God glory that he's working in a thousand ways we don't even know. And we are a part of it, part of it. We're a part of it. We're a part of it. I'm just full of coffee this morning, <laughs> all the words. And we're a part of it too. It's so cool. It's so cool to uh, just, you know, if you want to know, I'm not even preaching that, but let me tell you. If you want to know why God gave you life, what is the meaning of my life? Just stop and let me tell you, it's to serve others. That's the meaning of your life. I don't know what to do with my life. Serve others. Serve it as an accountant. Serve it as a doctor. Serve it as a warehouse worker. Serve it as a, as a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad. Just serve others. That's the meaning of your life. Doing it for the glory of God. That's the meaning of life. The end. You may go now. Just kidding. It is, it is a Palm Sunday. We are approaching the, the Good Friday and the Resurrection Sunday. This is Holy Week. And I, I, as you turn in your Bibles to John chapter 14, we've been preaching a short series entitled, This Means Everything. This means everything. Next week, bring a friend, bring a friend. We're gonna have extra services next week. Uh, every kid's gonna go with too many eggs. Gonna fill your car with eggs. We're gonna make sure your kids are happy. They're actually doing some really neat giveaways. So bring some neighborhood kids. Next week, we have three English services in person, two uh, Spanish services in person, three services online. Um, it's Resurrection Sunday. And uh, I, I gotta tell you, that there is no way to overestimate, there is no way to overstate the significance of the cross and the resurrection. Amen. The cross and the resurrection. Just, just last week, um, Brother Raymond Martinez is here and his beautiful wife, Hilda, suddenly and unexpectedly passed away. Brother Raymond, we've been praying for you and we are here to serve you and your children. We love you. And we, we stand with you. And as I've met with Brother Raymond, as much as he hurts, we have this blessed hope that she isn't dead, she's alive. 
Because Jesus resurrected, Sister Hilda is alive in Christ. She's with the Lord. She's with him. Without, hear me, without the resurrection, there's no reason to have Christianity. In case you didn't know. Without the resurrection of Jesus, he would have just been another prophet. There had been others before and after that claimed to be the Messiah. What made Jesus different is he said he would rise and he rose. He rose. And so if you can trust him in his most outlandish statement, you can trust every jot and tittle of his teaching. You can trust him at every level because he made the craziest of promises and he kept it. He'll keep every one of his promises. If he can keep that one, the rest are easy. So without the resurrection, the power of the cross and the victory of the resurrection, there is no Christianity. We'd be something else. We'd be searching for God in another way. But he rose again. See, this means everything. This means everything. John chapter 14, we've been traveling for a few weeks. I thank Pastor Jason and Pastor Chris for doing such a great job teaching. One of Jesus' most powerful and resonating I am statements. I want to read from verse 1, John chapter 14. Would you stand for the reading of the word today? Why do we stand? Because this word supersedes your word. This word supersedes the word of society. So we stand in reverence for the reading of the word. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 7. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If, there, if that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, of course it was Thomas, he said, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, read it with me, I am the way and the truth and the life. He continues, no one comes to the Father, no one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. This means everything. Pastor Jason did the Mandalorian Jesus sermon a couple weeks ago. <laughs> this is the way. Did a great job. Actually, if you missed that sermon, that's a preacher sermon. That's what we, we preachers call a preacher sermon. That means even preachers like it. Great message. Go back and listen. And Pastor Chris did an amazing job last week speaking to the truth. I know he got all up in your kitchen. 
But how many know grease finds its ways in the nooks and crannies of our kitchen? And we need a Mr. Clean to get in there and fix it. And he did a phenomenal job speaking that, that, that all truth is God's truth. There is no truth outside of his truth. If it isn't his truth, it ain't true. It doesn't matter who thinks it is. It don't matter. All truth is God's truth. What I want to speak to you today is the third part of this I am statement. I am the life. And, and I, 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 some of you know I grew up kind of on the wrong side of the tracks and spent a lot of time in a, a city called La Puente. You either know La Puente or you drive through fast through La Puente. And I don't know, it might be better now, probably not. But when I was young, it wasn't great. And, uh, and so I heard a saying not too long ago, and it made sense to me because I'm from La Puente. The saying was, you're not about that life. That was the saying. And it has to do with kind of being kind of ghetto. Kind of like you see someone maybe think about getting in a fight, and they say, you ain't about that life. The question is, are we about this life today? Are we about this life? Are we about the life of Christ I want to make something crystal clear. When people say, well, Jesus never claimed to be God. Yeah, he did. And this is one of the times he claims to be God. When he says, I am, someone say, I am. When he says, I am the way, this is one of seven I am statements. When he says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the light, he is claiming to be the great I am. When God spoke to Moses in the burning bush, he said, Moses said, who shall I say has sent me? He said, I am that I am. Jesus is making this all-sufficient, self-existent statement. I am. And then he goes further. He says, hey, if you see me, you've seen the Father. The Father and I are one. We believe in the Trinitarian God, one God in three persons, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Not three gods. Don't get caught up in that mess. People try to drag. No, one God. We're not polytheistic. That's too hard to understand. Well, yeah, God's kind of hard to understand. He's beyond. You want a God you can fully understand? That ain't a God. God is the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, three persons, one God. Jesus claims to be God. That's why he ends up on a cross because of his statements to being God. So here God is in the flesh and he says to his disciples, just a few hours before he's arrested, he says, I am the life. He is the life. I want to give you four principles here about the life. One, that this life is a person. Number two, that this life is exclusive. Number three, that this life has power. And number four, that this life is transformative. This life. First, this life is a person. Jesus says, I am the life. Now, both preachers before me mentioned this. They did a good job. But Jesus is saying, there isn't a, a way outside of me. There isn't a truth outside of me. There isn't a life outside of me. Again, 14.6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is not an invitation to religion. This is an invitation to relationship. 
He says, it isn't what you do outside of me that matters. It isn't you on your best day that makes you a Christian. What makes you a Christian is that you have received my life into your life. That's what makes one a Christian or not a Christian. Someone can be in church for 12 years and not be a Christian yet because they haven't allowed the life of Christ to be their life. They adorn their lives with biblical statements and Christian principles, and, and they know songs. You know, people can sing a thousand songs, but until the song, until the, the truth of the song transforms them, we need to be born again to be his son and daughter. Now this, oh, I'm sorry if I step on some toes. But I don't want you almost to get to heaven. I want you to get to heaven. I don't want you to feel kind of so-so between now and then. I want you to thrive in the life that Christ gives. Life that comes from him is him himself at work in you. He offers a new life, not a new practice. Not a particular church membership. It's not a particular doctrine. It's not a particular dress code. It's not a particular anything except he offers new life through himself. This is why we talk about prayer. And this is why it's important to read your Bible. And this is why it's important to, 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 to gather in worship. And I know it's been a difficult season and, 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 and we're taking our time getting back. That's okay. But eventually we got to get back. Eventually. We got to come back together whether it's here or a small group, something. We need community. See, we need his person at work in us. This is a personal faith. This is a personal faith. He came and died to give you life. He did it for you personally. He personally came. He was personally born. He was personally Raised he, it, 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 on earth, he, was, he personally experienced hunger and frustration. He was personally tempted by the devil. He was personally betrayed. He was personally arrested and beaten and tried. And he was personally crucified. Personal. Well, Pastor Eric, gosh, God gets so personal. He really did it for you. He really did it. For me, if you can trust someone, you can trust someone who's laid it on the line for you, personally. There's a story of a boy who was rescued out of a, out of a burning building and, 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 and he was up like on the sixth floor. There was no way out of the terrible fire and they're telling him to jump. He was like six years old. He was too afraid and a, a, a firefighter climbed up using some metal railings and it was so hot that although he had his gear and he had his gloves, it burned through his hands and he experienced the burning. But he was able to suffer and get to the boy and carry him down. And when he got down to the ground, he took off his gloves and some of the skin came off with it. And they treated him there as this little boy just looked eyes full of wonder. This little six-year-old boy. When it's time for him, uh, his parents actually perished in the fire. He ends up going up for adoption, and there was there were several citizens that had read about him in the paper, some prominent people, and they go before the judge. Some of them 
some of them with lots of money and high prestige, high positions. And each one made their case why they should adopt the boy. And the judge looked at the boy and he looks and there was several men standing there and he points to and he says, can he have me? He says, well, why do you want him? He says, I recognize his hands. It was the fireman whose hands had been burned. He wanted to take the boy home. Even though there were others who had more, this boy had seen the the commitment of this man to him. If you want to know who's committed to you, just look at his hands. Jesus was pierced for you personally. He didn't send someone in his place. He didn't send the strongest angel. He didn't send Michael or Gabriel. He came. You can trust him. He has come to give you his life. His life. Number two is that this life is exclusive. Now, I'm stepping on some toes like Pastor Chris did last week, but that's okay. I didn't make you come, but uh, you came anyway, so. When Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, he is making an exclusive statement. Now, I know this isn't politically correct, but you got to know truth. The truth is there is no other way to God. I I, I shared this on the podcast that we we just put up, but can can I just tell you that people sometimes say Christianity is like any other religion? No, every other major religion is built on the premise that man must get better, do better, be better in order to get close to God. Christianity turns that upside down where God says, there's no way you can do that. I'm coming to you. I'm the fireman walking up this burning building, enduring agony to give you a shot. There is no other way. There was no other God who did that. I did that. There's no other way to the Father except through me. I am the way. I am not one of ways. I'm not one of the truth. I am not one life of many. I am the life. the life. Now, it doesn't matter. Careful with our California legislators. Pay attention, church. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. I'm not going to get into that mess. But pay attention to what they do. Because there's constant legislation getting pushed that wants to make the church shut up. It wants to mute us, and you're going to have to get me out of jail. So if you want to keep your money and not put it on my books... (laughs) pay attention to what's going on in our beautiful state. Beautiful state. See, Jesus makes exclusive statements, so we must echo them. He's the only way. There was a tremendous pileup. If if you've been here in the Central Valley for very long, you know a thing or two about fog. November 3rd, 2007 was one of the worst accidents in California state history down near Fresno. 
108 vehicles, including 18 big rigs, were involved in this collision. 108. It took hours to clean up all the diesel fuel that was pouring out of the trucks on that highway. Two fatalities. A middle-aged man and an eight-year-old boy. There was a quote. Cindy Ramirez was 21. She told the Associated Press, everybody was trying to miss everybody, but it was impossible not to get hit. One of the highway patrol representatives said, it's a chain reaction due to unsafe speeds in foggy conditions. See, many people today are going at unsafe speeds into foggy conditions. They're traveling faster than they can really see. They're causing what used to be clear as day to be nebulous, blurring the lines, creating things without any kind of forethought, without being tethered to any eternal immutable truth. Just making things up, however they feel that day, just making things up. And they're going at breakneck speed through things, environments, cultures, they cannot see through. They cannot see what's ahead of them. They can't see beyond their minimal view, vision. And they're going too fast. There are people going too fast. Maybe you're going too fast in foggy conditions. That happens. That happens when we don't know the light of his life. In John chapter one, his life was the light of man. His life at work in you, not you conjuring up spiritual feelings. No, no, no. You don't have to help God. He's powerful enough. No, no, no. It's just abide in him. Be with him. Focus on him. Exchange your will for his will. He'll do all the transforming. He'll do all the work. But his is the exclusive way. He's not a part of your plan. He's got to be the plan. Are you following me? There's only one way to the Father. There's only one way to get through this life. And that's through him. His life is exclusive. It isn't about taking parts of the world. He don't need your help making his way, his life pretty. He don't, he don't need your help making his life enjoyable. You don't need his life and a full bank account to have peace. Are you with me? You don't need his life and a title to have influence. It's just his life. It's just his life. There's a new push in business schools. Young, young adults thinking, how can I be successful without stepping on everybody else? The, 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 the love of money of the 80s that has just kind of continued to creep in. There's a generation brilliant, creative, hardworking, 
industrious, but they're saying, how can I be successful without having to sell my soul? There's only one way. Know Jesus and his resurrection and live in accordance with his word. It's okay to want the kingdom. You just got to have a king. Following me, family. It's an exclusive statement. Matthew chapter 7, 13 and 14, Jesus says, Enter through what gate? The narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it, but small, someone say small. Small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to, and only a few find it. It's exclusive. We got to accept his life. We need to exchange our lives. We need to be born again. That means the old life. This is what that baptism service met a few weeks ago, is I'm dying to myself, and I'm being born again. I'm being brought to a new life. I'm being resurrected in his life. His life is personal. It comes from him. His life is exclusive. Number three, his life comes with power. Comes with power. He gives you the power to do it. He gives you the power to do it. When we're born again, when we give him our lives, look, don't get too frustrated with yourself. Be dedicated, be devoted. You're never going to be perfect. Every time you fall, get right back up. How many love seeing a new baby learn how to walk? Isn't it cute? They look drunk. How many know what I'm talking about? They walk like this. They, they, they use their rear part to kind of balance, right? And all they do is go two feet and they grab the coffee table. And what do you do? You cheer. How many know what I'm talking about? You're like, yay! And then when they fall and hit their head, you go, yay! Because they're like, and you don't want them to cry. How many have ever done that trick? It's reverse psychology. You're like, ooh, you go, yay! And they're like, You know, one reason why most babies, not all babies, I had four babies. Well, I didn't have four babies. Lori had four babies. Is part of the reason is their, their bodies are not, they're perfect, but they're not proportional. It's like for some, all their weight is in their legs. Can I get a witness? They got the biggest chunky leg, you like to squeeze them. But there's no reason, no wonder they have a hard time. They're like, they're all like disproportionate, but we're excited. Now, what would happen if a baby just sat down and quit? I ain't carrying a 14-year-old around. How many know my baby's going to learn how to walk? I ain't carrying that baby forever. Once they get about 19 pounds, it's time to walk. Let's go. When we're learning to walk in Christ... We have to be patient with the process. But trust, his power is at work in you. It's a power that doesn't come from the world. I have a neighbor, they're really smart, much smarter than me. And they heard a couple years ago about rolling blackouts coming here in California. Rolling blackouts. And sure enough, about, I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago, 
we had a rolling blackout. I mean, everything was out. Everything was out over in our neighborhood. No street lights. No, 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 no house lights at all. Nothing. It was even cloudy. That was supposed to be funny. There I go. I'm talking nighttime. No m- <laughs> Come on now, it was dark. It was so dark, the darkest night ever in the history of the world. It was so dark. It was so dark, except for my neighbor's house. Their lights were on. I could smell cookies cooking. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on over there? What is going on? I can't, you know, everything I do is with the microwave, and it wasn't working. Because there was no power. I'm with my cell phone thinking I'm, you know, good. No, their whole house is lit up. They, they, I smell cookies. I hear music. Lawrence Welk Orchestra. Because they're like in their 70s. If you don't know Lawrence Welk, I don't want to know how old you are. But some of us know, we remember. And they were playing this. I mean, it's the first time. They're even cranking up the bass. Boom, boom, boom. On this Lawrence Welk music. I haven't heard their music in the whole time I'm there. I'm like, what? why do they have power? And then I remembered that just a few months before, they had gotten a generator built in their backyard because they are older and they knew rolling blackouts were coming. So they actually got an external generator that must run on gas and it was lighting their house and they were showing off. <laughs> and I was... I mean, when they did it, I'm like laughing with Lord. That's so silly. That must have cost like $10,000. Who do they think they are? And now I'm jealous. <laughs> I want some cookies. I never wanted a cookie more than that night. Can I just tell you that the power of the life of Christ is like that, where it doesn't matter what's going on around you. You've got a power source within you that'll keep you going no matter how dark it gets for the people around you. There's something inside of you that works when nothing else works. His power, but it's his life. It's his life at work in you. It isn't you trying to be better. It's him being better through you and in you. Why? I am the way, he said. I am the truth, he said. I am the life. I am. Calls you to himself. He calls you to himself. He calls you to himself. It's personal, though. He beckons you eye to eye. Don't look past him at the song. Don't look past him at the preacher. Mm-mm. It's personal. It's personal, and it is exclusive. If, if maybe someone online, maybe someone here is like wrestling with his Christianity, true or not, wrestle with the resurrection. There is good reason to believe. I'll talk about this more next week. Good reason to believe he rose again. All of Christianity, the fulcrum, the the, the lever point, the turning point, it all moves on the resurrection. He he resurrected. They saw him. 500 saw him. The accounts are just maybe 15, 20 years after his resurrection. It's real time, and his resurrection changed history. He is the only way. And in his life is power, friend. It's power. You need power in your life. Get close to him. You need power in your life. Put down any other truth and pick up his. 
You need power in your life. You need it in your life. Don't choose another way. Choose his way. He is the way. Him, his person. Fall in love with him again. Rely on him again. Lean into him again. Call out to him again. He hears you. He comes a running. He goes a climbing through a burning building like a firefighter did. He will pick you up and carry you to safety and make sure you know it was him and only him who did it. Give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me, family? Would you stand on your feet? Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.